1: Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek the next conversation. It's the podcast about Star Trek that seems to never end. Hi everyone, I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Oh, what an exciting time we have here today. It's it's I Borg, an episode that is so borgy.
0: It's, it's just filled with Borg from top to bottom.
1: I mean, look—they say the Borgiest. He, they say he's a boy, but you know we've seen boys before, and I think of boy. I think Alexander Roshenko. So I would like to say this: this 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 young Borg. Thank God they didn't go super young and make uh, Alexander be the one to befriend him.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Can you imagine if it was a child actor? How much that would undermine it? I do wonder. They had the. Uh, they had those babies, the baby Borgs, yep. in the one episode. Adorable. I do wonder at what point the the Borgs are old enough that they're like, all right, you can send them on a mission. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was just like, don't send the the child Borg out there. It's going to make us look like assholes.
1: <laughs> no one's going to be afraid of that. If a little Borg with a little lisp says resistant into the food aisle, <laughs> no one's ever going to take that seriously. We can't send a baby Borg out. Captain, we're being attacked by children Borg <laughs> on screen. <laughs> With this, this it's it's food aisle. <laughs> oh, they're just so cute. Beam them over. That's how they do it. Maybe Matt. baby Borgs are the most <laughs> Borg babies. This is our. This is our spinoff. Oh gosh, you remember the Muppet babies? Now right remember after, Borg
0: babies. Right after Lower Decks hits, we do Borg <laughs> babies.
1: Uh. Andy, I am going to answer the following question that literally everyone is waiting with bated breath for. Probably.
2: Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Yeah, it's iBorg. It's pretty cool. Nice. nice.
1: Um, <laughs> it's nice to... It really brings it all together. Well, it's also nice to have, a, uh, have an actual opinion and not have to be like, I don't know. What do you want to do? (laughs) I don't think you
0: can ever say that. I don't think that's a legit answer.
1: Well, it's like, uh, you know, we're doing on the Patreon when we're doing like Enterprise and Voyager. And it's like, ah, God, there's so many of these. And with Enterprise in particular and Discovery. Actually, it's those two. With Discovery and Enterprise, because I'm also watching it along with everybody for the first time. Or not everybody, but like I'm watching it for the first time along with Andy. I don't have the breadth of knowledge of all of the episodes in my head and know what you can skip and what you can't
3: oh, skip. Oh,
0: that's what you were asking me the other day. I didn't quite process it. You were you were saying, I haven't seen these. Should I even do? Yeah. Would you have? Oh, no, we should drop that then.
1: Well, it's all I'm saying. Oh, uh, it's like... wait.
0: But you've already watched it at that point. Yes, I have.
1: But it's like. Yeah, I guess, the, to the, you know what? That's how I'll frame it on those patrons. If you want to join yeah. the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash TNC. head over there, listen to what the hell we're talking about. Enterprise, Voyager, Discovery, so much. I have to say, if you should watch an Enterprise, and I'm like, oh, it's the first time I saw it, and I, I don't know. <laughs> Seems fine, but I hear it gets better and worse.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I'm very impressed I love that it's all. It really feels like a frontier. I didn't expect to. Yeah, based
1: on all the rap. But you know, speaking of not frontiers, this is TNG, baby. This is where the big boys are. This is your Picards, your Riker's, your Data's, your Geordies. Oh, it's a hoot! And before we get into talking about the episode, we've got some business to attend to. So let's head over to the Admiral's Club.
0: Matt, how do they get into the Admirals Club? Very carefully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, all you have to do is... Got a lot of shields, got a lot of traps in there. It's really not a club so much as an escape room.
1: Just realized I'm wearing my open-back headphones, so there probably was some bleed-through on the microphone. But I'm going to swap headphones very quickly here. No need to stop anything. While I'm doing that, I will explain. That the easiest way to get into the Admirals Club, in fact, the only way, is to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, you can say whatever you want. As long as it's five stars, you will be admitted to the Admirals Club, and perhaps be shouted out on this very show with your review
0: being read. Andy,
1: who are admirals this week?
0: I'll tell you, Matt. Our first admiral is, uh, or Admirals Club admittee, is Scotty M. Watson. Uh, who writes us I've been a listener slash fan of Matt and Andy Since late 2017 All the way at the beginning uh, When a brief mention of this podcast On James Bonding mm-hmm. Brought me here And now I am a proud Lieutenant Circle member God oh, bless you nice. sir What a delightful few years it's been Seeing me through a divorce <laughs> And then he has parentheses It gets better Andy uh, And <laughs> And more ups and downs than a turbo lift full of annoying child actors. As uh, an actor myself, I find myself out of work during this current pandemic for the foreseeable future. And one of the few silver linings to come out of all of uh, out of it all is the return of the weekly installments of the next conversation. Cheers, fellas. Uh, God bless you, uh, Lieutenant Watson. And um, on that note, um, it was it was both my birthday. This week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and the cancellation of, uh, of a show that I've been on <laughs> for some time. I've <laughs> actually been in the Goldberg verse for seven years. And then this uh, last two I was on Schooled. And uh, due to them combining nights at ABC because of the situation, uh, combining comedy nights, uh, Schooled was uh, let go. And none of us expected it to. to. So I had received both wonderful... Birthday wishes on a day I usually <laughs> struggle with quite a bit. And uh, a lot of really nice uh, thoughts of uh, concern and warmth uh, regarding the cancellation of the show. But um, like Lieutenant Watson here, uh, all of you are struggling through uh, probably way more than I am. And uh, uh, Godspeed to all of you. May Andy, the wind be at your back. Yes.
1: That's not all we have to tell them. What did I tell you when I found out you would have more time on your hands.
0: Hmm. Are you talking about the show itself?
1: I'm talking about this very show that we're recording right now. Yeah. I said, you know what, Andy? We're gonna make this work for as long as we can. None of these. Uh, let's scale back on uh, how many weeks we're doing the show. Let's keep this
0: shit rolling. It's. A, it was a really. It was a. It was an uncharacteristic stance by, no it uh, was by it was the true me Matt Myra. it's the true me i'm a, <laughs> is
4: it? it is I, I mean look
1: i'm a, as my wife always says uh, i will uh, do anything uh, to make myself uncomfortable so that someone feels a little bit better
0: uh, well uh, that that may be true um, I, I am usually in the same quarters as you so. yeah.
1: but this does uh but no I'm having, I, this I, I will say I one of my favorite things about this uh, quarantine situation here has been our yeah. ability to continue to do the podcast uh, via the internet and our ability to uh, put it out weekly and our extra ability to put out weekly extra pods over in patreon
0: Not to mention, you got to admit, you and I have have texted about what we're watching. We've been enjoying what we're watching. Mm -hmm. Even if we don't enjoy it, we've been enjoying watching this much Trek. Um, It's been pretty fun. Uh, So there you go, guys. Um, So, okay, uh, another Admiral. Uh, This one from the UK, Chairman of the Bridge. Uh, It's doing a weird thing with my formatting here. Let me see if I can see it. Okay, Matt and Andy, uh, take us behind old Blue Eyes and give us the man behind the voice, the truth behind the legend of the leader of the pack, Frank Sinatra. They also managed to squeeze in some Star Trek talk.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's accurate. Look, we do squeeze in some Star Trek between Frank Sinatra uh, time machine updates. Uh, uh, that one was
0: from Bill.
1: Frank Murray's Sinatra, beard. come on. Da, 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 da. it's not time, it's time for that segment everybody hates <laughs> <It's>
5: not time <laughs> yet but i just felt like I'd not time. that's right
0: you're you're jumping the gun you're sorry i just felt like uh, frank and i wanted to play frank, some frank doesn't even have his pants on he's in, he's in backstage <laughs> frank's you know, honestly,
1: what? let's guess what's happening i'm gonna guess before we get to that i'm gonna just say right now everyone continue to listen and see if i'm right Frank yeah. uh, is coming off of a performance at the Blah Blah Arena and has returned
0: to his Palm Springs home. <laughs> uh, to be more specific than that, if you're going to make a guess, I would oh, love to uh, know.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> you're
0: Mr. Vegas. Where is he going to be? <laughs> oh, I think he'll be uh, swinging through
1: Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs>
0: There you go. All right. Um, that should be a whole other segment. Matt guesses what Frank's up to. <laughs> um, and the last uh, Admiral Admiti is Jay. Oh, the previous one was Bill Murray's beard, FYI. Um, and uh, this one is uh, Jay Ackerman Yost, who writes us Mysterious Time Eater. There are objectively superior podcasts Piling up in my podcatcher True. Languishing without attention But I remain fully <laughs> caught up with these uh, These two for some unknowable reason Mysteries of the universe Well, Thank I you, appreciate
1: sir. that you're, you're You're sitting through us Thank you uh, uh, That um, do it for the Admiral's Club, Andy? That's it for the Admiral's Club, buddy All right
3: And that was the Admiral's Club
1: Let's head over to the President's Circle.
4: The United Federation of Planets President's Circle.
1: Oh, Andy, it's the President's Circle. How do you get in here? Well, I'll tell you, folks, head over to Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC and become a uh, patron of this show. Uh, Helps us continue to make the show and helps keep Andy from uh, finding himself with literally nothing to do. Uh, So all you got to do, head over there. Join the president I can't just face
0: myself, guys. (laughs) No, he can't. bad news. Uh,
1: I think that uh, not only is Hugh lonely, uh, but Andy is lonely sometimes, too. I think so Hugh true. needs a girlfriend.
0: Although, <laughs> 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 uh, I would a hundred percent listen to a Hugh podcast. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but so, I, w- I don't want the updated Hugh. I want old school. Yeah. Just learned how to be an individual Hugh. <laughs>
1: um, I think that uh, I've said what I've said. Okay, so uh, in this here President Circle, we like to hand out awards. The President Circle Award is the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Uh, and it is awarded to uh, select uh, presidents uh, for this week. Andy, who are recipients of the Medal of Valor?
0: Uh, I'll tell you, Matt. Uh, just just before I get to that, just uh, FYI, uh, I've updated. Got a little more time on my hands. I updated on our Patreon page, which, if you would like to join, is patreon.com uh, forward slash Star Trek TNC. Um, a vicious the reward we're doing. I know. I guess I'm just. I just wanna. I just wanna get this off my plate because I won't remember oh, it no, ever Andy, again.
1: You're choppy. Yeah, you're choppy. I can't hear anything you're saying, and your video is frozen. Oh, oh no! I see you moving again. I see you moving again. Okay. Can Continue.
4: you see me? I'm moving.
0: Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, basically, I, wish, I updated. I wish you were winded from that. Andy moved gently side to side.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I desperately gotta figure out how to get some cardio that's not going to annoy me because oh, I would have bought a rowing too. machine. And the rowing machines are all sold out that I wanted, so Uh, now I don't know what to do. Have you thought about filling up the tires on that sweet bike we purchased? That really is true. I haven't used that for a while. Should we put on our masks and go on little bike rides?
1: I've thought about it, um, and I would be happy to uh, join you on an evening bike ride. All right. Guys, um, if you live in the LA area and you see two people riding bikes, that you're like, those people don't
0: know what they're doing. It's probably us.
1: Go ahead and hunt.
0: Especially me. It was it was a hilarious day when we bought the bikes, and Matt had to kind of teach me how to ride a bike. He picked um, it back up. It was I had I had only had one of those little dirt bikes that 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 don't have that that BMX handbrakes. Bike everybody, BMX. Um. Now, okay. President Circle, Christopher. Oh, so, uh, so, oh, so here's how it breaks down. Just FYI, people were asking. Um, uh, first off, you get obviously access to uh, priority one messages, which I'm going to look at first. Um, and then, uh, in terms of the content, right now, uh, it might shift a little bit, but right now, week one for lieutenants, we're doing uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, week three, we're doing Star Trek Enterprise. When we run out of Enterprises, we're there, we've been talk. We can discuss it. We think we're going to fill in the Discovery slot with an with an That's extra Enterprise. So many weeks from so many
1: months. I don't know if it's that many. Oh, so, I thought you said you said two. when we run out of Enterprise.
0: Oh no, sorry. When I when we run out of Discovery, I meant gotcha. we will fill it with Enterprise. Uh, don't and worry, we'll be you filling your holes. If you join President Circle. Uh, You get uh, two additional bonus podcasts, uh, many of which are an hour and a half to three hours long, which is uh, week two. You get Marveling with Matt and Andy, which is our breakdown film-by-film of the MCU canon. And in week four, you get Star Trek Voyager, uh, which we're going through episode by episode. So there you go. That's what's in there. It's on the Patreon if you want to check it out. Let's hear from the presidents. Well, who's getting the Medal of Valor, Andy? I'll tell you, buddy. Lieutenant Brayden cadenelli uh writes us hi matt and andy when the buffet returns i think there should be some andy made pizza available to all a lot of people by the way wrote me with their uh with their pizza suggestions for recipes or uh, videos uh on the their favorite ones which i really appreciate or tips i'm open to tips um Anyway, uh, if you're experimenting with pizza, Andy, the most important factor is heat. How hot the oven is and how the heat is transferred to the pizza. On, Ener- on the Enterprise, you might need to have some admirals line up with Klingon pain sticks and jab <laughs> the pizza until it is properly done for all to enjoy. That or throw it in the warp core for 47 seconds. And our second, second Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardee is Lieutenant David K. who writes us, Hey, Matt and Andy, while I grew up watching TNG and have a low-level love for all the episodes, no matter how bad adult me recognizes them to be, I always understood this episode. He's talking about Imaginary Friend, our last episode, which was uh, a lot of comments <laughs> about how much people hated it, um, uh, which uh, we didn't really disagree with. But anyway, uh, David Kay writes, us. I always understood this episode to be about... Uh, how from the point of view of a child, parents are mean, restrictive, and always trying to stop you from having fun. But for, uh, that, from the point of view of an adult, most of what they do makes sense and are for a good reason. It was this realization that at a rather young age, um, that it made me realize that my parents were just people trying, sometimes failing, to do what was best for me, despite none of what they do making sense to me as a child. While I don't re-watch this episode these days, as I'm about to turn 30, I feel like I, it had a really strong impression on me when I was young and helped me shape who I would become as an adult, look, like much of T TNG and DS9. So I thought that was interesting. So that is a child's perspective, which we did not have. Um, and now, still in the president's circle, let us open up the Priority One messages, which are Lieutenants or Presidents... Uh, that are still get uh, preferential hail us, This treatment. is the
1: place to hail us, and uh, if you're in the Patreon, you get first come first serve on the hails, and that is a priority one message. I'm going to play that one more time, just because I didn't hear it on my other sound channel.
6: <laughs> priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel.
1: Oh yeah, which is actually part of this. Captain, Captain, we are being hailed. hailed. <laughs> All right, Andy, who's the first priority one message from?
0: Lieutenant Cam writes us, Accidentally uh, sent this as a DM because I apparently learned how computers work from Packlets. Uh, I was uh, surprised Andy didn't have uh, a Secundus claim to fame for the girl playing Isabella, not Annabelle. I apparently said uh, Annabelle. <laughs> uh several times uh in the episode so my apologies to everyone uh for it is shay astor uh who has had tv roles for a long time and most including most notably uh the third rock from the sun she has such a distinctive face i felt sure for sure andy would know her from something big i never really watched third rock from the sun
1: uh you? oh that was a great sitcom
0: I saw a couple of episodes. What a
1: fucking premise. And the fact that they got that on the air and it lasted that many years and John Lithgow just kept collecting uh, Emmys. That is crazy. It's amazing. Amazing.
0: Lieutenant Lieutenant Kelly Coe writes us, Guys, I have to admit that I was so super disappointed when I learned that Matt made a soundboard for the sound effects for the show. I don't really want the laughs over technology to stop. The flubbing through the Zoom audio was delightful. I'm so relieved.
1: Uh... Oh, there was fl- a lot of flubbing I was doing?
0: Uh, I think there's just general, you know. The, well, look, the, I'm
1: never going to get it right. The soundboard the, is a giant. Like, if I were to show Andy, actually, I could show Andy a picture of that at some point, And he'd oh, be I'm like, excited. oh, my God, that's insane. Um, I like to
0: imagine you at a real giant soundboard with dials and everything. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. Lieutenant uh, Jeff Mullins. Lieutenant Commander Jeff Mullins. Yes. Uh, writes us. Oh, this is the uh, the sound cue that is the the full sentence. <laughs> Lieutenant, I can say <laughs> what, what it is, but it'll blow irritant. the joke. Ready? Okay. It's I the variation. So it's Lieutenant Commander Jeff Mullins writes us. I'm no nacho, but this might make you laugh or groan. It made me hungry. And then his uh, follow up, unrelated, is uh, FWIW. What's that acronym? For what it's worth. Thank you. I'm with you. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. You're continuing. I didn't realize. Go I'm ahead. I'm with you 100% on The Perfect Mate. I'd seen the episode several times before this week, but this time it really got to me. Uh, I'll elaborate in the... Oh, he's elaborating in the Patreon thread, and I didn't move it. Anyway, sorry, Jeff. Here's your sound cue.
2: And he needs a sandwich and a pizza. And some ice cream, and some donuts, and a good pizza to cover up the bad pizza, and some tacos, and a burger, and some french fries, and a milkshake, and some cookies, and some onion rings, and needs a pizza too.
1: I think that that's terrific. I've seen Andy literally consume each of the items he's mentioned. Without question. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And many of those in the same sitting. So that is uh, more apt than you know. That's delightful. Thank you, um, Lieutenant Commander.
0: And I think Lieutenant Commander Brisk uh, made us just the most amazing image of a comic book uh, of us. Uh, I are we fighting over a pizza or are we fighting for a pizza? Well, I think
1: we're protecting the pizza at all costs.
0: <laughs> we're protecting the pizza. It's both, It's just the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Um um, which both of us agreed we might uh, get a print and hang in our homes. Um, so uh, I'll put that on the, uh, on the Instagram today. Yeah, if, uh, if you ever so wanted to see what out. Andy
4: and
1: I would look like in one of those old uh, Star Trek comics from the late 80s, this is just beautifully done by Paul Brisk. So thank you, Paul Brisk. Uh, um,
0: who's next, okay. Andy? Uh, Lieutenant the Great and Terrible Lizak writes us, I hate to be the one defending Alexander, Uh, because he is the worst. Uh, But when I was his age, I only had ceramics class once a week for 45 minutes, taking time out for cleanup and endless repetition of rules of how to be big kids and not throw the clay at each other, not to mention planning out what the perfect cup should look like. It could absolutely take two weeks uh, to make something that unimpressive. (laughs) (laughs) That's in response to our saying, come on, Alexander,
1: I love that you've defended Alexander and his ceramics ability. Thank you so much. It really adds up.
0: Lieutenant Teddy Jordan writes us, Hey, had an idea about why Isabella showed herself to Clara instead of just observing. I think... She wanted to interact with uh, humans, but she knew that adults would immediately recognize she didn't belong and sound the alert. Clara was the only person on the Enterprise she could just appear to who would accept it. Clara's like, oh, this makes total sense. Nothing to mention here. Though I still think it makes no sense that the alien... uh, uh, No sense the alien is that dense as to why Clara's activities are restricted so much that its solution is to murder everyone on board. It's really weird.
1: Very strange that they... I mean, look—you're already. Uh, that doesn't make any sense because if she understands that the only person that would accept her is 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 uh, Isabella, no wait, is Clara, then she understands the hierarchy of adult and child. So this shouldn't confuse her.
0: I 100% agree. Thank Matt. you. Let's go and do a rewrite. Okay, we'll be right back, guys. <laughs> okay, we're back. That was a terrible mistake. <laughs> we spent uh, several seven, months on that. Seven weeks, actually. It was awful. <laughs> We've, uh, we pre-recorded all the ones you've heard up till now. Um, all right, that's it for the President's Circle, my friend. All right. Let's Here move over go. to the Hales.
6: Captain, incoming message. Incoming message. All right. Side note:
0: um, There was um, there was a post uh, by uh, on Twitter by at Art of which is pretty good um, a pretty good feed, uh, asking for Star Trek podcasts. And uh, uh, a, a few of our fans noted that after a good eighty posts, no one mentioned us, probably with good reason. But I thought it would be funny. Uh, I'm going to retweet uh Brandman F's tweet. And I thought it'd be funny if uh, everybody went to that post and liked it to push the algorithm to make it the number one post or, you know, post whatever you want. <laughs> Take that better Star Trek podcast. <laughs> I love it.
1: There were 80 different po- like Star Trek podcasts. Is that like legit? Like that's how many other podcasts there were?
0: Oh, there are. I think there are more than that at this point. Somebody had sent me a listing of, uh, of a listing of the top sixty <laughs> Star Trek podcasts. Not sixty Star Trek podcasts. The top sixty, and actually, oh we God. ranked better in that one. Oh, God. Um, yeah, there are a lot, buddy. <laughs> Look, hey, you know what? <laughs> a lot there's of choices. A, there's room for all of us. And so you know what? God bless you guys for choosing our trash fire. Um, okay. In the hails, uh, Jeremy Buell writes us, Hello, Andy and Matt, longtime listener, first-time emailer. Just finished listening to Imaginary Friend, and what a doozy it is. Uh, I know that midway through the episode, Matt questions, Why our little friend, who looks like a cheap knockoff from the Twins from The Shining, would suddenly let the ship return back uh, its normal speed? While I think... Uh, Poorly linked within the episode. I do think there is actually a logical reason for this. At the end of the episode, Isabella says that the other entities like her are coming to consume the energy from the the Enterprise. Midway through the episode, the Enterprise is not far enough into the nebula for the creatures to stop it from escaping. The Enterprise still nearly escapes after having traveled so far in. So if the gradual decrease uh, in speed continues, Captain Picard would opt to take the ship out and deprive the entities of their high quality supper so Isabella allows the ship Isabella allows the ship (laughs) to continue further in thus ensnaring it further love the show gentlemen even though COVID-19 sucks it's been it's nice it's been nice to hear more of your episodes on TNG live long and prosper Jeremy Buell like Ferris Bueller minus the ER Uh, minus the ER not ER I, I mispronounced the E-R. <laughs> you gave me the pronunciation, and I said E-R instead of R. Uh, next, John Jonah Neiman. Did the best I could, Jonah. Dear Matt, Andy and Matt, I'm sure I'm not the only person to ask basically this question. You've touched on it to some extent, but I wanted more thoughts from the industry pros. What is, with Seasons' fascination with... And overemphasis on children, both halves of redemption, disaster, the game, new ground, hero worship, the first duty, cost of living, and now imaginary friend—all deal with kids in the A or B plot, and often to the detriment of this of season of the season, which includes some of the best episodes of TNG ever. Why do you think this is? Did they feel the show was lacking something after Wesley left? If so, what? Is there some sort of real-world reason I am not aware of, like certain members of the bridge crew having other commitments? Just thought I'd ask my two favorite fans for their views on this. Whether it's uh, net positive for the show, and whether they uh, find the focus on children to be as weird as it is to me. Love the pod. Looking forward to more of a great show about a great show. Regards, well, JJP Neiman.
1: If I had to guess, I I don't know that it. I don't know if it was a conscious decision. I think it might have just accidentally happened. Sometimes you know it is breaking, weird
4: though because as we season. know, yeah. I was saying, That's what I was going to You, gonna you say. break
1: a season and it's just like, oh, we got a lot of episodes that are this. So it sometimes just happens accidentally. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, maybe they did make a conscious effort of like, you know, we lost our, you know, way in for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be Wesley. So, you know, we know kids watch the show. Let's make something. Let's make a few episodes
0: that are sort of appealing to them. Uh, I mean, I assume so. It's just the thing about the the when you when you lay, when you break a season, you have a board, which is why we're often confused. Like, why did they do that episode and then one that's almost exactly like it right after it? Sometimes also the air the air dates are shifted, but yeah, it's very strange that they would have been breaking all the stories and just like, well, I got another one about a kid.
1: You know, off of that pitch, how about the Alexander does this?
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, what if there's a kid we've never met before and uh-huh. uh, their parents have, have died? Uh, they've been killed in some other mission. Sure, sure. And then we're just following that kid through his day. Oh, that sounds exciting. People like kids, right? Let's do it. Yeah. What if Troy adopts a
1: kid? Oh, I love it. Let's have it happen. Uh, uh-huh. So I guess the real answer is we have no idea. Uh, and we've also noticed this as well.
0: Um, from our good friend Scooby Doom, uh, who does the, uh, Nerd Blitz podcast. Check it out. Uh, I was a guest on it at some point. Uh, hey, Andy and Matt, as Matt sorta requested at the end of our imaginary friend, I did the math on the hours of free content. On the non-Picard apps. you have, uh, 12,083 minutes, which equals, uh, Two hundred and one point three eight three hours on the Picard Eps you have one thousand one hundred and ninety three minutes of content, um, which works out to nineteen point eight nine three hours but all combined you have a grand total of thirteen thousand two hundred and seventy six minutes or two hundred and twenty one point two six 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 hours of free six 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 appropriate for this of amount of free content of free content. hope that helps. Thanks for the hours of free pods and bring back Phoebe. He says.
1: Uh, I would love to bring back Phoebe. And as we're discussing right now, uh, that is so many hours. But how many days is that, Andy?
0: Um, I, I do you want me to figure it out? No, right now? I got it. I'll figure it out. while okay. you're doing? It. Tell me. Well, the by the again. way, while you're figuring that out, is 221.26 uh, hours. Um, beyond that, uh, someone had. Pointed out to us, and of course now I, you'll, have to, <laughs> you you'll have to hail me,
1: and play, I'll tell you later. Hit play on our podcast, and you will sit 9.21 continuous days of your life listening to this.
0: That is crackers. <laughs> oh my God, that's insane. What are we doing? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: well, also, oh I, I like that our Picard breakdown was double the length of Picard actually airing. Yeah, Because it was 10 episodes, eh, roughly an hour each, a lot of times much less than an hour. And here we are with 19 and a half hours
0: of content. I wonder if we lost real fans of the podcast who liked the TNG covering when we put up Picard because we were so, we were so sour about it. <laughs> I wonder if that had happened. No, I don't um, think we did. I think they all came back. No, yeah, that's a, it's uh, again uncharacteristically uncharacteristically optimistic. Uh, side note: I don't remember who said it. I apologize. It might have been Jeff Mullins. Um, tell me who it was, and I'll and I'll give credit to you next week. Somebody figured out that we have over a hundred hours of uh, content already in the uh, in the Patreon. Oh um, okay, Zach. <laughs> that's, oh, this that's is a,
1: half of the show's run. I know. So there's another four and a half days of. <laughs> content in the Patriot. Get over there, guys. Enjoy yourselves. Have fun. Uh, Alright, hit the Prime Corrective, my friend. Oh, happy to do it. And by do it, I mean find that exact thing, because I built the soundboard. Yes!
6: (laughs) Retrospective Truth is objective It's a
0: Zach right. Fortney writes us This has been said before Greetings gentlemen The Christopher Pike medals, Christopher Pike's Medal of Valor For the episode Imaginary Friend Was bestowed upon the intrepid and charismatic Veronica Wisely Who signed off by wishing That at least one of our hosts Live long and prosper Matt took exception to being excluded And Andy immediately corrected him Uh, Here we can see where the fault truly lies. This is going to be the other sound cues I sent you. There should be a one and a two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it Matt, Andy, or Veronica's lapse of attention, Zach in Arizona? Live (laughs) long and prosper, Andy. Uh, Live long and prosper to you. Uh, I guess I'll just
1: die here. No, I'm kidding. Uh, You're correct to address that to Andy. He is... The ship's communications officer, I guess.
0: <laughs> what do you mean you'll guess you just died? It says, live long, prosper, Matt and Andy. Oh, I only heard Andy. <laughs> you took a shot at her and she was being nice to both of us. Well,
1: uh, I did say she was right to only say it to you.
0: And then All play right. the second one to reveal the truth. Let's, let's hear the truth, <laughs> shall we? Live long and prosper, Andy. Live long and prosper, Andy. Live long and prosper, Andy. 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 My <laughs> crime has been revealed <laughs> to the general populace. I'm <laughs> uh, like Andy. I knew it. I, w- I
1: thought I had heard
0: only Andy. I'm like whatever Paris' name was in that episode, getting drummed out of Starfleet <laughs> with the evidence <laughs> Shamed, shaming me right in front of my eyes. Um, you got to stop
1: uh, leading Red Squad down this path, Andy.
0: Whatever. I was <laughs> I was trying to be a legend. You guys uh. blew it for me. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to send us a hail, you can either join the Patreon and get one in the uh, Priority One messages, or you can write for free, sttncpod at gmail.com. Uh, Matt Myra is at Matt Myra on Instagram and Twitter I am at Andrew Secunda on Instagram and at Secunda on Twitter Uh, if you want to send us a voice hail it's 816-TREK-TNC and that is it for the hails Uh, let's close those hails Andy I have one more sound clip
1: I didn't play you said it was going to be in here
0: oh Mm. there's a whoops
1: oh
0: Uh, I think think let me see where is that you know what i know what it is i'm going to move that to next month you know who you are if you sent that um yeah, all right or i can i can look it up if you want me if you want me to it'll just take a second if you want to vamp
1: <laughs> yeah, no that's okay we can do it next okay. week
0: all right
6: okay.
1: all right everyone that means that it is time to get into the episode We crossed many
6: doors to many places. Your hails made us think of all your faces. Sit comfortably in your humble abode. Let's talk about this week's episode.
1: All right, Andy, it's time to talk about this week's episode. That, of course, is I, Borg, which aired at some point in 1990-something. May 11th,
0: 1992.
1: May 11th, 1992. Andy, let's uh, let's head over to the uh, good old-fashioned uh, YouTube, good and, and you can tell us yeah. who was number one in the country. I already know. Stop.
0: Still at number one. "Jump" By Chris Cross. The in the UK. "We Don't go, go. By KWS. Which Matt and I listened to before the show. Be and we were both up. like... What's going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> um, the number one movie was Basic Instinct, and the number one book, The Pelican Brief by John Grisham, Time Magazine cover, picture of the L.A. riots, quote: Can We All Get Along, death that week, Robert Reed from The Brady Bunch*, Lyle Alzado, NFL star, and Lawrence Welk. I wonder if uh, Frank Sinatra had uh, a Lawrence Welk action. I bet he did. There's only one way to find out.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> and it's not this way, but we're going to do it anyway. No. Here we go. It's time for everyone's favorite segment. Frank Sinatra, I'm- come on. Da, 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 da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for Frank
1: Sinatra, come on. Oh, here we go, Andy. What was going on in the life of the chairman of the board while this episode was airing? Frank was on
0: his way Fly out to California to for a three night run at the Circle Star Theater in San Carlos. This uh, venue stuck. Let me this see way up. what spray yeah, <laughs> <like on laughs> Although it certainly sounded like something Frank would have done, what you mentioned. In other uh, words, uh, this venue stuck on an industrial section of Highway 101 mind. between. San Francisco and Silicon Valley, but ridiculously big names for its small size. Oh, here we go. It's. It featured a rotating stage in the center of seats surrounding it. No with audience member was more than thirty rows back from the stage, offering an intimate more. view of performers usually found in large stadiums are and concert halls. All long for, You know what the sad thing is? I, I immediately it thought, Matt, we got a big who's gone. who's appearing there and go see something and there. Look at that intimacy. And, uh, that will not be happening be for true. another two years. You gonna do?
1: In other words. Well, thanks, Frank. I'm glad you're back up and at him over at the uh, weird theater between San Francisco and Los Angeles. I think it sounds like, can you
0: imagine seeing Frank in a, in a tight little space like that?
1: Oh, what a dream. Uh, if you're into that kind of thing, you know.
0: Who's your number one, it? no longer living, yeah. performer you would like to see perform? Uh,
1: Stevie Ray Vaughan. Huh, yeah. What? I mean, you asked. I answered. You're not probably not I happy wasn't, with it.
0: I didn't dispute it. I, I was mean, just you saying, ah, oh, interesting. You don't for it? I, uh, no, I believe you've mentioned Stevie Ray Vaughan before. Uh, the
1: Beatles, though, I, I wouldn't like to see the Beatles because I think they the concerts probably weren't great because everyone was screaming and they were uh, mostly out of tune.
0: Well, I saw Paul McCartney at, uh, at Dodger, Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium, yep. got to say it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Ringo came out at the end. Yeah, The crowd went nuts. Oh, God. It, I think I, te- I teared up. Just so amazing. So, why why uh, wouldn't
1: you? It's half the Beatles.
0: So I guess if it was an intimate space, then yeah, you're right. There would be a lot of screaming. It would be hard to hear. But still... Come on, the Beatles. (laughs) The Beatles, come on. Oh, no. We
1: can't do another segment of what's happening with the Beatles. Uh, All right. So, everybody, it's iBorg. It uh, is uh, season five, episode, uh, oof, what is this, 20-something? Hard to say at this point.
0: uh,
1: Twenty-three. All right. Here we go. This is from uh, the Star Trek Next Generation Companion Revised Edition. While surveying a cluster of systems for colonization, the Enterprise traces a distress signal to a small world where they find crash debris and one survivor, a young Borg. Fighting his impulse to let it die, Picard accedes to Dr. Crusher's humanitarian desire to care for the Borg. The rest of the crew is skeptical, especially Guinan, who points out that others of his kind will follow and learn of their presence if they take the young Borg aboard. But cut off from the race's collective consciousness and influenced by the crew who help him survive and heal, the Borg known as Third of Five becomes more and more of an individual. He eventually acquires the name Hugh and starts to refer to himself as I instead of we. His evolution affects others who had always viewed the Borg as an intractable, unrelenting foe. When even Guinan is thrown into doubt, Picard decides to visit Hugh himself, assuming the role of Locutus. The captain is shocked to hear Hugh plead with him not to assimilate his friends like Geordie. The captain calls off a plan to plant a virus in Hugh to disable his race, figuring that the concept of the individual could be just as effective. Hugh himself opts to return to the crash site, and his newfound friend LaForge goes with him. Well, will Hugh's memory, uh, new memory and sense of self remain intact? Hugh returns to his stoic Borg demeanor when others of his race arrive, but the glance he shoots at Geordie at Beamup uh, is telling him he'll remember.
0: Done, okay. you did it. There we you did go. did it, buddy. That is it's it's, it's felt a little wearying <laughs> this part of the show today. <laughs> I think I might have overloaded the uh the hails.
1: Uh you know, it was not that much longer than But normal. they had to be heard. That's okay. I like hails uh, when there's enough of them. This wasn't huh? any longer than it wasn't any longer than normal.
0: No, I guess not.
5: Let's uh well, hop in, shall we? The enterprise is charting six star systems that make up the argolis cluster an area being considered for colonization
1: very impressive how weird is it that troy only has this
0: scene and a half it's a kind of a big scene and a half but yes i agree
1: uh, I, I, I mean, it's like also why is she she like right here when she says it's beautiful and then she gets a look from them and oh also horrible yeah
6: beautiful but frightening at the same time Captain yeah
7: I'm detecting a transmission emanating from within the system what sort of signal it is self repeating of unknown pattern where is it coming from a small moon orbiting the fourth planet life signs indeterminate. I'm attempting to screen out sensor interference. Readings are still inconclusive. However, the moon's atmosphere is capable of supporting life. It could be a distress call. Helm, take us into transport range. Dr. Crusher, meet me in transporter room two with a medical away team.
6: Acknowledged.
1: And and then, you know, it's pretty clear that only Crusher shows up. (laughs) Uh, if I were Riker I'd be like um, I said an away team what is this why are you the only one oh, here oh
0: really good point yeah <laughs> maybe Nerissa Gawa is still on her
1: date
6: I'm reading one life form very weak signs
1: also i'd like to say that that all happens in two minutes
0: really this is one of the best episodes uh, best written episodes of star trek the next generation i've i've ever seen i mean it's just so tight everything everything moves from one step to the next and it's it's all dramatic scenes nonetheless like a lot of times there's a question of well there's these are dramatic scenes that are slow because they're not really moving the plot forward. Every single thing moves the plot forward emotionally. It's really amazing. Uh, yeah, it's also interesting. You don't really realize that
1: Picard doesn't uh, see the Borg until he's like, no, nah, I haven't been down there.
0: Well, that's the other thing. What a fucking... What? I, I was thinking two things at the top. First, I don't know why this never occurred to me. Him rattling off the star date. This guy's in a sci-fi show. Sci-fi in the 90s could have easily been one of a million cheesy things. And he plays it so authentically and real and and, and with control. And uh, to that note, uh, all that is played on his face that it's the Borg and, mm-hmm. and his history and everything. And it's just so rich. It's one shot of him.
1: Yeah, it's really an uh, excellent performance all around here. to uh, yeah, exactly.
5: Enterprise. Go ahead, number one.
7: We found the wreckage of a small craft. One survivor. It's a Borg, male, adolescent. He's badly hurt. Sir, there is no indication of other Borg activity within sensor range. Away team, prepare to return to the ship.
6: Captain, we can't leave him here. He won't survive.
7: I think the captain understands that. I don't. The Borg usually collect their dead.
6: He's not dead.
7: The transmission... At least not yet. The transmission that we intercepted was probably a homing signal. We have to assume they're on their way.
6: Let me at least stabilize his condition, give him a chance of surviving until they get here.
5: You concern he's noted, Doctor? But any intervention on our part would alert the to our having been there?
6: I'm afraid we've turned that corner already.
5: Kill it now. Make it appear that it died in the crash leave no evidence that we were ever here. <sighs> Security measures must be taken before we beam it on board.
6: Thank you, Captain. Standing by.
5: Mr. Data,
1: notified <laughs> He's hes like, I finally uh, want to say, yes, Worf, that's correct, let's do that, but... Uh, st-
0: so in stupid in that moment, morals. Is, is there any part of him that's more like, well, we got to sweep him up and take him on board because the evidence... Is here is you know where we would be leaving evidence that we were here, if we uh, live there, or do you think it's just purely no? The I think thing to do is it feels all,
1: all like obligations to
0: um,
1: morality. Morality, yeah.
0: So, so, security good. Data. How? Wh- what have you ever seen an opening where everyone's perspective is clear? Everyone has a legitimate perspective. The drama is high. The 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 concept is great. It's just. So superior It's really it, It's terrific So,
5: Bridge to engineering The forge here We're bringing a Borg survivor on board We'll need to neutralize the homing signal Prevent it from sending or receiving transmissions of any kind
3: I'll set up a subspace damping field around the detention cell
5: Very well
1: They have that one Borg that has his brain out yeah, <laughs> uh, and because, then uh, really. he's had a hard time, that guy. And then what? Uh,
0: this, this. What do you think of this data look here to Troy? I I was wondering about it. It kind okay. of it kind of struck me almost like he's like like Picard walks out and he's looking. He's like, yeah, isn't this your thing? Aren't <laughs> you going to do your thing? But oh, you what's need going on? Brought you there. Seems like uh, I mean not. I don't even have any uh, any any abilities, and I can sense that something's going on with this guy. <laughs> hey, empath. How about getting on the <laughs> stick? <laughs>
1: I'm hitting my buttons. You hit yours. <laughs> and then Picard's like, Picard sits down and he just pulls up. <laughs> Come spinning there, I'm looking at the ship. You see, I'm just seeing, it, making sure that the ship is,
0: is, looks Captain, the same. I was wondering. I'm if very busy. got sure to make sure the ship is there. I oh, oh, there I it
1: is. I can't talk, Counselor. I'm busy looking
0: at the ship. So Counselor. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's what it I looks like. I on the ship This
6: would, is uh, a, was a green version feelings? of
5: the ship. If the mm-hmm. ship was green, I had to make sure what it looks like in green. I'm quite recovered from my experience, thank you.
6: Sometimes, even when a victim has dealt with his assault there are residual effects of the event that linger you were treated violently by the Borg kidnapped, assaulted mutilated Counselor
5: Counselor, I very much appreciate your concern for me, but I can assure you it is quite misplaced
1: I can rattle carefully off more things the they did though a Borg on this <laughs> ship.
5: I have weighed the possible risks and I am convinced that we are doing the right thing now I am quite comfortable with my decision
6: I see. Well, if at any point you want to talk more.
5: I shall certainly avail myself of your help.
6: Now I must get back to the ship. Look at it, spinning now.
1: Now it's on its belly. Now it's right side up.
0: I wonder if the subtext of this scene is, look, you don't know what I'm feeling, clearly. <laughs> Why don't we just not pretend? <laughs> Let's um, call
1: a spade and a spade and, and <laughs> let's understand that you uh do not know anything about anyone's feelings.
0: <laughs> um here's my question in this scene. Yes. I think I I think I I know what I know what was intended. That that prior scene. Yeah. Um I assumed initially that Troy was coming in out of concern for him. But mm-hmm. she hammers him kind of hard, and then later the only thing she does say is Uh, In the conference room, she's definitively against protecting the Borg or doing anything with the Borg in any way. So is she kind of not saying, hey, I'm concerned about you being upset bringing the Borg on board, but instead going, that's a weird decision you're making to bring this Borg on board and save him? Mm. like is she making a non-humane choice because that's her I, perspective in the I later scene I think
1: you're reading more subtext into it than was intended and I certainly can see where that where
0: you're coming from there I that's agree with you, I think that's that I am it just does conflict with her later perspective
1: Um, but, but it doesn't if you say that that was her intention you know what I mean well, because she does come at him strong and hammers him about all the mean
0: things they did yeah, isn't that intre- oh, maybe I should look it up in the script um uh yeah it is very if that is the case I I, I we that what you're saying is also right that it, that wasn't the case but if that was the case it's frankly it's odd even in the later scene that that she would take that kind of perspective well i think it's I would important think she would be, kind of be on more on Beverly's side no i think
1: it's important that everybody in that scene be on the same page except for Beverly
0: Uh-huh
1: Because I think if it's a united front against Beverly, that tells the audience at home, like, well, everybody, here's what should be the right thing to do. And we're going to ask that moral question throughout the episode. Here we go.
3: Plants. They contain relatively straightforward programming interface protocols.
1: But Picard does pretty much come here, like, with his fucking plan to destroy the Borg. Say again? Like, he, he, Picard walks in with his fucking plan. Right. Like, he comes in. Captain. Hot. The Borg is still
2: unconscious.
6: He suffered massive internal injuries. We've been able to control the hemorrhaging, but some of the implants in his brain were damaged. I may have to remove them.
2: The Borg
5: will die if they're removed permanently. Their brains grow dependent on the biochips.
6: Perhaps Geordi can construct some new implants.
5: They contain relatively straightforward programming,
3: interface protocols. We have the files we downloaded after your experience, Captain. I think I can manage
5: it. Forge. Do you know enough about Borg programming To alter the pathways to their Root command structure no, I'm not sure sir
3: Subroutines are pretty complicated I'd probably have to study the data processing Algorithms, it's the
5: only way I could Trace the access codes If we can get to the root command We can introduce an invasive Programming sequence through its Biochip system and then return It to the hive Morgas so interconnected It would act like a virus Which would infect The entire collective We could disable Their neural network At a stroke
0: Program them To act like chickens <laughs> What?
5: I just have a uh, I think it
0: would be Very funny <laughs> Alright Forget about the chickens
1: part What about the rest of it?
6: it. Make it sound As if it's a disease
5: Quite right doctor If all goes well terminal one.
0: Could also have the chickens put on silly little hats.
1: Um. So here we are. It's like Picard in full revenge mode slash prevention mode. It's really
0: interesting color on him. I, oh, it's, just so great this is what a tv show should be we know the characters we the actors can handle it and then you you do something that's a that's revealing something else about their character that's completely organic to what we've seen before it's just so impressive um and um a side note uh, i looked up in the script and uh, there's really it's there's nothing in the action lines that uh that conflict with what you were saying you thought it was, uh, other than it's It's funny to see. Uh, I don't think so, Counselor. A brief pause as he continues to fiddle with his monitor Is <laughs> in there. And Troy understands this man well, how difficult it is for him to acknowledge weakness. So, clearly it implies that she's in there to help him. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay, so this is the scene we were just discussing around the conference room. And here we
7: go. What
6: exactly is total systems failure? The Borg are extremely computer-dependent
5: the system's failure will destroy them
6: I just think we should be clear about that we're talking about annihilating an entire race
5: which under most circumstances would be unconscionable but as I see it the Borg leave us with little choice I agree we're at war
6: there's been no formal declaration of war not from us but certainly from them they've attacked us at every encounter
5: they've declared war and our way of life we're to be assimilated
6: But even in war there are rules You don't kill civilians indiscriminately
5: There are no civilians among the Borg Think of them as a single collective being There's no one Borg who is more an individual Than your arm or your leg How convenient Your point, Doctor
6: When I look at my patient I don't see a collective consciousness I don't see a hive I see a living, breathing boy who has been hurt And who needs our help And we're talking about sending him back to his people As an instrument of destruction
5: It comes down to this we're faced with an enemy who are determined to destroy us, and we have no hope of negotiating a peace. Unless that changes, we are justified in doing anything we can to survive.
2: Security to Captain. Uh, you know, I like that
5: so
1: much. That line right there, unless that changes. So, you know, it, he's set forth on his path, provided it everything is, stays as it is.
0: But Here's a thing that's come up. Also in Discovery, it's a recurring issue in Star Trek, basically, when you're facing an intractable situation. Then is it just like, yeah, we have to destroy them. And it's really fascinating. Um, I will say, is it... It seems... It struck me as odd that Picard's allowed to make this... A decision this global without contacting Starfleet. Like, he's talking about genocide, basically.
1: Um, I would have liked here's the thing here's why that I'm getting, here's my guess as to why that scene didn't take place like him yeah. contacting some admiral yeah that then opens up the can of worms of the repercussions of his ultimate decision not to do it what do you mean because if he, does, he if he talks to Starfleet Starfleet says this is an excellent plan proceed Captain Picard if he then doesn't do it he then has to you have to then deal with the fact that he disobeyed orders disobeyed orders changed his plan without contacting Starfleet then you have like this whole other scene you'd have to do where he tells Starfleet that you know you'd have a double scene there where instead of just Picard being the authority
0: for for uh, sure, it's 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 not the optimal thing to do for the story. The way it is th- is without that information is better for the story. It's just it was just an interesting side issue that I. No, that I, I, I thought
1: the same thing, and and then
0: I sort of thought about it. and I
1: thought about what that would entail.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, side. Another thing is nobody ever brings up that the Borg are basically kidnapped victims. Like, do they not know at this point? They must have, because they kidnapped well, they do,
1: they do, for sure. But also, like, there's no way of knowing if he was not... Maybe he was born in a Borg incubator like those Borg babies. I guess.
0: But it feels like if you look at Picard, you assume that they can be deprogrammed, so...
1: Yeah, it's interesting and a little fast and loose, and, and I don't think it really... The whole assimilation and the existence of the previous memories... I don't think you really that really gets touched on hard till Voyager yeah when they're in the Delta Quadrant
6: it's what they need is energy
5: arrange to feed it nice sir
3: it's so, it's so jarring there, he was in. I'll have to adapt a power conduit and install it in there
6: If I didn't know better I think he was scared
1: uh, and then the fencing scene I think is uh, fucking terrific it's great there, like every scene is really terrific in this episode yeah um, and I love throwing Guinan into this episode as an Elorian who lost you know almost everyone she knew to the Borg
3: Yes. Is that wise?
5: I'm not sure. I hope so. I thought I understood you, Picard, but I don't understand this. It was an errand of mercy. He was injured. Dr. Crusher decided for humanitarian reasons to care for him. they going to come after us, you know that. You of all people know that. Shall we go again? By the way, it
1: appears that they're doing their own fencing here. Oh, really? I feel like I could see the uh,
0: the stunt people.
1: Uh, it looks like Whoopi in that uh, when they go to those
0: types like that. Oh no, is it? I can't tell. I can't tell if it's Patrick Stewart. Um, that looks like their hands. Um,
1: huh. Now I've got my now I'm second guessing. That looks like Patrick Stewart's
0: stunt double. Yeah, and that does look like Whoopi. I'm looking at Whoopi on mine. Yeah, I think it's I think it's not Patrick Stewart, but it is Whoopi.
1: <laughs> I really can't tell. It's you really know happening. what? Way to go fencing masks. What an excellent cover.
0: But I love the uh, right? I love Gambit. I love for the me.
3: gambit. Look what it gotcha.
0: I love it when, when Guinan's a badass. I wish they had more opportunity to use her that way more. Uh, by the way, I I'd sort of had previously felt like... Because I didn't like the extraneous characters in Star Trek uh, First Contact. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to stay on them, the main characters. And I thought, why didn't they have Guinan in there? And having seen this episode, I'm like, oh, because they've already had all these conversations. Yes. Um, so this just would be a repeat. Um, they're kind of resolved at the end of the episode. Side note, the... Um They have a cool space towel with one shiny side. That's how you know it's a future towel.
1: (laughs) Those space towels are used frequently on the show. Are they? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, here's. I had a thought about uh, security in this in the future, Andy. Yes. Here's what I would do. Okay. Are you ready? All right. I would uh, beam. I would, I would install this power conduit into the next cell and then beam him to that cell once it's
0: installed. <laughs> so smart. Because they open the fucking thing when they're trying to get him from sending a home in beacon, homing yeah. beacon.
1: Yeah. And also, the other thing I would do is, if uh, we don't have any other cells available, I would actually put him, I would be like, Chief O'Brien, I would like you to take Prisoner 173 into the buffer and re-energize when I give the signal.
0: Or you could just beam him into uh, Ensign Sutter's um quarters from the last episode. It was, uh, As uh, Troy, was <laughs> Troy was Troy was taking her meetings in there. <laughs> <laughs> Ensign Sutter, we're gonna send the Borg in there. What? I'm I'm sleeping.
3: <laughs> just look around, pal. You're hardly in a position to make any demands. We must return. ...to the collective. Who's we? We... ...are Borg. Yeah, but... ...there's only one of you. Do you have a name? A means of identification? Third of five.
1: Then shouldn't she be seventh of nine...
0: Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, Matt, right who's here? right? <laughs> Poking here's holes. Another, here's another question. Um, how does it? I guess it. I guess they're on different ships or in different departments, and so each each sort of department has however many people it has or how many Borgs it has, and then you're the number in that unit. But how does that identify you in the general populace?
1: It's probably like you think about, you know, a, 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 a filing system in a computer and you think uh-huh. about folders. I see. And like each folder has their group. You know what I mean?
0: But don't they have occasion to. Well, I don't know. Maybe then. They, but he doesn't say, I'm. you know, a third of third of five in, in the scout ship seven or whatever. Thank God. Uh, that would be clunky. It would be super clunky. Um, second, <laughs> second, I'm just saying, that's a better organizational system. I don't know what you're doing, Borgs. Um, the, other, the other thing I was going to ask is uh, uh, it didn't occur to me until now that they were on a scout cube. So yep. do we see small cubes at other points? We yeah. must, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember seeing. Like, it always seems like it's the giant cube to me.
1: I believe. Don't you see them in Bunch in Voyager?
0: Maybe. Well, well, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure and when they, they go through Borg space, we must see a ton of them. Yeah, right? and then there's <laughs> that Borg, oh, that weird
1: Borg ship spoiler. we see in, um, in Descent, part one and two. Uh, you know there the, you go.
3: All right. It regulates the power flow to the frequency that you're used to. This connection it should fit that coupling on your arm. You're welcome. Jordy,
1: did you really think he was gonna thank you?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of
1: here. This guy. Or the force field. I like how uh, Dorn just backs up.
0: Of course. You gotta keep your eyes on this guy. As he's definitely sending a homing beacon to the other borg. We should have killed you and left you at the crash site and made it look like an accident. That was my plan. <laughs> I don't want to make a big thing out of it, but that was the right thing to do. I would have killed you dead. When do I get to make the
3: plans? (laughs) He's hungry, all right. Why do you do this? I'm just a nice guy at heart. You feeling better? You are not Borg. That's right. And I hope to stay that way. You will be assimilated. Resistance is futile gratitude for you
1: <laughs> Jordy it's not gonna thank you <laughs> poor Jordy really wants to be thanked by that thing
0: Um, was that other were... security guard the one I don't remember the episode but the one that has the tracking shot on him where he's like oh and it's like he's holding his head and freaking out that was the helmsman yeah I know is this guy also the helmsman I don't think so alright
1: that guy died Andy that Helmsman lost his life
0: <laughs> I just
6: couldn't remember Based if he lost the his
0: life from only I know
3: how to do that is by giving him perceptual tests
6: and for that I need his cooperation so he can participate in the destruction of his entire species doctor I know I know we're at war I'm here to help but I don't have to like it
1: okay I really mean, impressive, there are other Beverly doctors. Fights the tide. There are other doctors on the ship. Picard, have another one do this. <laughs> I'd be like, Beverly, Beverly, Beverly's remove yourself from the situation.
3: <laughs> I think we're ready to transport. If he gives us any trouble, we can access the force field through that console. You ready? The force to transport to room three. We're ready here.
7: We're standing by, Commander.
3: Energize. Of five. This is Dr. Crusher. Dr. Crusher, this is third of five. Hello. What is a doctor?
6: A doctor heals the sick and repairs the injured.
3: The sick and injured are reabsorbed. Others take their place.
1: That's true on Earth, too. Once they go <laughs> in the ground, they're absorbed. I don't that know isn't this what happened. this is yeah, nitpicky,
0: ahead. but uh, wouldn't you have a lot of this basic information that he's saying from from minimally from when um, uh, Picard was absorbed yeah
1: for sure also like he goes what is a doctor why doesn't he just think that's her name Dr. Crusher
0: it's true Mm, look let's not nitpick the greatness or Um, let's because that's what we do I don't think it matters I just heard a shift in the audio somehow as though something changed I did it okay very good I'm hoping that that will actually be better for you uh it does sound like more a little bit more spacious and open well maybe then I'll leave it off
6: but 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 uh, it was better it felt like I was there we found you you were dying I saved your life why it's my duty to help those who are hurt
3: you give us food yeah is that your duty Yeah, that's right. Listen, third of five, Dr. Crusher here has repaired a lot of the damage to your biochip implants. We want to run a few tests, make sure everything's working okay. Tests?
6: I'd like to show you a few diagrams and ask you some questions about them. It's very simple, really.
3: You will be assimilated? Yes, but before that happens, could we ask you a few questions? (laughs) We will answer. Terrific. All right, hang on just a second here. Third of five. What is your designation? Designation.
1: Lieutenant commander. Third
3: of five.
6: You mean our names. We don't have designations. We have names.
0: And designations.
1: (laughs) But, you know, since we're trying to be weird about all of this.
6: (laughs) I'm Beverly. This is Geordie
3: do i have a name do you want one a name
6: i'm beverly he's geordie and you 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 i don't know, wait a minute that's it
3: Hugh. what do you think this is one you. of the only silly
0: moments no, of not you
6: Hugh.
0: will the episode to me you.
6: wait a okay minute. that's it not- <laughs> Wait,
0: what did you just say? <laughs> you?
1: <laughs> you only <silly> um, <laughs> well, I also thought it was a little silly. I was like, "Do you want one?" <laughs> yeah. Although I guess he
0: would be—he's yeah, not an individual, confused so confused by that. Yeah. Yeah. That added up to me. Um, uh, FYI, uh, Whoopi Goldberg and uh, and Patrick Stewart both had stunt doubles, so I don't know how much they were used, but seems like
1: probably all of it. And we're just—I'm just not good at identifying who's who
0: seems to
3: be giving him very complex visual information
6: like some kind of holographic imaging system
3: that could be helpful Hugh, I'd like to take a closer look at your eyepiece, is that okay? do you want to
0: know where I got it? I can give you the link
3: thanks when you are assimilated wait for a holiday,
1: there will be a promo code (laughs)
6: that you're lonely here
3: when you have completed these tests what will be done with us we'll um we'll send you home we will rejoin the collective It's funny. When I first started creating this invasive program, I didn't have a problem with it. The more I work with Hugh, the more... Uh,
6: Hugh? Yeah.
3: That's what we call him. You named the Borg? Well, it was easier having something to call him. Oh, so now you have a Borg named Hugh. Right, and it's nothing like what I expected. How so? I don't know. It's... It's like he's just some kid who's far away from home. Do you know that you are the second person today to refer to that Borg as though it was some sort of lost child? Anyway, I'm having second thoughts about what we're doing here. I mean, programming him like some sort of walking bomb, sending him back to destroy the others. Let me tell you something. When that kid's big brothers come looking for him, they're not going to stop till they find him. And then they're going to come looking for us, and they will destroy us. And they will not do any of the soul-searching that you are apparently doing right now. Then why don't you go and talk to him? It might not be so clear-cut then. Because I wouldn't have anything to say. (sighs) Then why don't you just listen? That is what you do best, isn't it?
0: I kind of wanted the Matt Airhorn at the end of that line. Uh, <laughs> that's what you <laughs> do what best. what you do best, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I,
1: wish, I wish I had a air horn on here. Uh, I've got a Foghorn. We'll have to go with a Foghorn, everyone.
4: <laughs> it's not quite the same vibe. No, not at all. <laughs> not <laughs> at all. Imagine if
0: people were playing foghorns at sporting events when there were sporting events. What is your
7: number one? We picked up a vessel in the long-range scanners headed this way. Analysis. The vessel is traveling at warp 7.6. Mass, 2.5 million metric tons. Configuration, cubicle. We keep repeating... The phrase, you its dimensions in indicate futile. that it is a scout ship similar to the one that crashed. Interference from the star's radiation will shield us from their sensors. We should remain undetected until they enter the system. How long do we have? At present speed, they will arrive in 31 hours, 7 minutes.
1: Uh-oh, Borg are coming. All right, Borg so-
0: alert. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's play the guidance scene I mean every scene's worth hearing
3: yeah aren't you gonna tell me you have to assimilate me you wish to be assimilated no but that's what you things do isn't it resistance is futile resistance is futile it isn't people resisted when the Borg came to assimilate us. Some of us survived. Resistance is not futile? No, but thanks what to you resistance. there are very few of us left. We're scattered throughout the galaxy. We don't even have a home anymore. What you are saying is that you are lonely you have no others you have no home we are also lonely
1: I mean, I mean such a I wish, good scene uh, I wish I had more to be like other than like that was executed perfectly. Next, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, this is why I don't know. She's you know I'm not going to knock out you know uh, I guess Alfred Woodard would have been her her place in it in first contact. Uh, but what well, be you're also would have been dealing so with, good in on, it. The Enterprise E, not the luxury cruiser
1: that the Enterprise D was.
0: Oh, it doesn't have as many civilians not on Not a lot
1: of civilian crew. I see. Um there is a ten forward, but it's not like it's not like there are children on board anymore.
0: So you're saying Whoopi wouldn't have taken or uh, Gideon wouldn't have taken the the step down of uh ten forward being. I'm uh, saying that that post I, I can't I can't run a bar like this. Look, there's barely any space. <laughs> uh I think the post was
1: not uh was not filled. I think that they didn't need uh
0: and I understand that in First Contact the purpose of Alfred Woodard is kind of a new person to explain everything that's happened to, as you're explaining to the mainstream audience. Um, it's just a shame, because she's so good in this one, and it tackles a lot of the same stuff.
1: Yeah, well then why would you want it rehashed?
0: I know. <laughs> I, my, my point is not logical, I guess I'm just saying... Mm-hmm this is what I was missing from first (laughs) contact. I see.
3: Is that not easier? (sighs) Maybe it is. It's just not what we do. Why? All right. Think of it this way. Every time you talk about yourself, you use the word we. We want this. We want that. You don't even know how to think of yourself as a single individual. You don't say, I want this, or I am Hugh. We are all separate individuals. I am Jordy. I choose what I want to do with my life. I make decisions for myself. For somebody like me, losing that sense of individuality is almost worse than dying. When you sleep, there are no other voices in your mind. No Are you ever Lonely? Sometimes But that's why we have friends Friends? Sure Someone you can talk to Who will be with you when you're lonely Someone Someone who makes you feel better Like Jordy. Hugh. That's it, Captain.
1: Looks harmless he enough. he wants to be my friend, so can I be friends <laughs> with him, Captain? <laughs> uh, these charts illustrate how big our friendship is. <laughs> Look, it could be impossible for a computer to even understand how great our friendship could be.
3: <sighs> Better disguise it as something innocuous. The Borg have ways of
5: screening out program anomalies. How can a geometric form disable a computer system? The shape is a paradox, sir. It cannot exist in real time or space.
3: When Hugh's imaging apparatus imprints this on his biochips, he'll try to analyze it. He will be unsuccessful and will store the shape in his memory banks. It will be shunted to a subroutine for further analysis. And when the Borg download his memory, it'll be incorporated into their network, then they'll try to analyze it. It is designed so that each step they take will
7: spawn an anomalous solution. The anomalies are designed to interact with each other, linking together to form an endless and unsolvable puzzle. Quite original.
0: Sounds like my life. How long
7: for
3: a total
4: system's failure?
3: <laughs> Not and he needs a <laughs> until the shape has gone through several hundred computational cycles. When can you begin the process? About another 20 hours. Dr. Crusher wants to make sure that the new implants have taken hold.
5: Very well. Begin as soon as you're ready. Captain. I
3: have to admit, I've been having second thoughts about this plan. In what way? Well, I've been getting to know him. The Borg. I see. He's not what I expected, Captain. He's got feelings. He's homesick. I don't
5: know. It just doesn't seem right using him this way centuries ago when laboratory animals were used for experiments scientists would sometimes become attached to the creatures this would be a problem if the experiment involved killing them
0: what 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 this what experiment also, is
5: that by the way
0: it's also a real weird stance for him to <laughs> take on that past practice <laughs> in a in a world where they're they're basically all vegans aren't they <laughs> uh it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's uh, interesting. Also, like, what experiment is that? Like, we need to see if this will kill a hu- an animal. So let's. I don't understand. I guess that's, no, what I'm uh, saying is, uh, I don't understand.
0: Uh, sure. The general idea I think is the you know you're killing animals in the on the path to making things for humans. Right. But yeah. um, way I would suggest that you. It's, are. it's weird that that's his go-to argument here.
5: <laughs> totally. Totally. Attach yourself from the Borg, Miss LaForge.
0: Nice, sir. Classic Geordie talking after somebody's walked away. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of chest hair on these shows. I would argue
7: I'm chest hair. Please come in. <laughs> Are you sure you.? He's not afraid of a plunking
5: like neckline, for a quite evening No, I'm delighted to see you. Can I get you something to drink?
3: No, thank you. Popcorn? I was thinking how you said the other day Buy that my candy. foil was. I can dipping. make candy. Computer, <laughs> make candy.
4: <laughs> Would you Smalls? like a lollipop? Would you like a lollipop?
1: Or perhaps some sugar? <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. This is a great scene, also. So many fucking good scenes
5: in this episode. Get
3: some exercise and strengthen my arm.
5: Well, a strong forearm is certainly an advantage in fencing. And bartending. About the Borg.
3: Aren't you the least bit surprised by him? Surprised? You know, he has a name. The Forge gave it to him. His name is Hugh, and he's lonely. I don't know what Somebody made me go see knocking him. Knocking at Picard's door, Before I said I should, but I said no. <laughs> or building a house next. Door and suddenly or there I was, standing there, staring at him. I thought it was just curiosity, just curious. I need to
5: hear you say that you are sure you are doing the right thing you are here to persuade me not to use the invasive program no i think i need you to persuade me two days ago you were so upset about the borg even being on the ship that you tore my foil out of my hand and now you're here questioning whether it should be treated as the enemy
3: no but when you talk to him face to face can you honestly say you don't have any doubt
5: i haven't talked to it why not i saw no need
6: If you're going to use
3: this person... It's not a person, damn it! It's a Borg! If you are going to use this person to destroy his race, you should at least look him in the eye once before you do
5: it. Because I am not sure he is still a Borg. Because it's been given a name by a member of my crew doesn't mean it's not a Borg. Because it's young doesn't mean that it's innocent. It is what it is in spite of efforts to turn it into some kind of pet. I will not alter my plans. Fine.
3: But if you don't talk to him at least once, you may find that decision a lot harder to live with than you realize.
1: So good. I mean, look. It's, it's, it's... Such a beautifully organic scene between two characters. We know, we understand where they're both coming from. You know, Guinan of all people coming in to tell him this. It's the only person he's going to listen to to go
0: see them. Um, and and she goes she goes toe to toe with them. Just such a great performance from from Whoopi Goldberg. It's just so good, so well written. Uh,
1: I think Man. this is really performance-wise, top to bottom, I think one of the better episodes.
0: And every scene is like a, a face-off with two people with strong, legitimate points of view, played really, really well. It's just yeah. really great. And then, here we go. Here's. I the, mean, could it use a child actor in there kind of, you know, to mix it up? Kind of <laughs> like, what do the kids on the ship think about Hugh? You what know? does sure. Alexander think?
1: What does... <laughs> What does the. What would Hugh make out of uh, clay?
5: <laughs> Warp to Captain Picard. Yes, Lieutenant. We are ready to transport.
0: Why aren't they afraid of him sending the home and Proceed now? Do they put the shield up around the.
1: I think the dampening field is around the ship, or maybe you're right. Or also they know that the cube's on the way anyway. You know what I
0: mean? Or maybe they've disconnected it? I don't know. Who knows?
5: Lieutenant, you may wait outside.
0: Can't I kill him? I was
1: going to punch something. Locutus. Thank God he's outside. Now I must tell you, I'm really Locutus. I'm not Captain Picard. I had to send him away, <laughs> otherwise he'd shoot me. Yes.
5: I've been play acting for years. <laughs> I am Locutus of Borg.
1: This is a master stroke. By the way, I wish Worf burst back in.
0: I heard that. <laughs> 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 shoot <terrible>.
5: <laughs>
0: I heard him say it.
5: Why are you here? This is a primitive culture. I am here to facilitate its incorporation. Identify yourself. Hugh. Identify yourself. We are Hugh. This is not a Borg identification. Third of five. This culture will be assimilated. They do not wish it. Irrelevant. They will resist us. Resistance is futile. Resistance is not futile. Some have escaped. They will be found. It is inevitable. All will be assimilated. Jordy be assimilated? Yes. Especially Jordy. Just not wish it. <laughs>
3: <gasps> he would rather die than be assimilated. What if we then assimilated will die.
1: these fish instead? <laughs> Could we do that?
5: <laughs> no. Jordy must not die. Jordy is a friend. You will assist us to assimilate this vessel. You are Borg. You will assist us. I will not. What did you say? I will not assist you.
3: I? Geordi must not be assimilated. But
5: you are Borg. Shoot.
0: wowzers not to um just uh, so good such a ma- such a smart smart thing to 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 do the locutus move and to save it for the end of the show that he's the last person that the last sort of domino to fall um Picard and uh um on another note the um uh, to, not to not to dip into spoilers, but uh, it's another person. You got the data stuff in Picard and you wish Geordie was there. You also got the Hugh stuff in Picard and you wish Geordie was there. Yeah, okay. it should
1: have been the Geordie show. Right.
5: To destroy. So, I want other options. We could return him to the crash site. We'd have to remove his memory of having been on the Enterprise.
6: But if we erase his memory... Jordi's friendship
5: is. will disappear.
6: <laughs> so who he has become would be destroyed.
5: Listen not the point? He'd be
3: reassimilated back into the hive without any questions. Does that seem right, to help him become an individual and then take that away from
5: him?
6: Is there any danger that the Borg might destroy him if they find out what's happened?
5: I doubt it. There'd be nothing to gain. It's more likely that they would simply wipe out his memory of those experiences. in either way, his memory would have been erased.
1: So but what are we talking about? In that short So do, we should just... Should we do nothing and, like, go to our
5: next mission? I am before they <laughs> purge his memory. The sense of individuality which he has gained with us might be transmitted through the entire Borg collective. Every one of the Borg being given the opportunity to experience the feeling of... of singularity. And perhaps that's the most pernicious program of all. He's got a little glimmer in his eye. The now, knowledge of self-being.
0: There's a, There's an aspect of like, it feels to me like I I wanted one more piece of the logic. I love the logic of well, maybe he'll infect them with his his individuality. I just would have wanted one more piece where a thought of making it technically probable that that would happen as opposed to just him being incorporated in the collective. Cause it seems like they probably, you know, they've had millions of people that were individuals be absorbed into the collective that didn't infect anyone. So I understand you're saying this is a Borg that's yeah. individual. I just want to like one more line that was like maybe adjusting the virus to do this instead.
1: Well, this is the sort of moral outcome here. This is the, beauty of this episode, I think, is that they are going with not sending him back with the killer virus, but just hoping that this humanity that he's grabbed, that he's learned from after already being a Borg, this, this will uh, organically find its way into the collective consciousness. It's kind of, like, not... I I, I love it, because there's, like, no... It's, like, the perfect Star Trek solution for me. How do you mean? To the moral quandary. How so? They don't... You know, at the top of the episode, Crusher's like, we can't just send him back to kill everybody. That's not what we do. We don't wipe out entire races. Picard's like... Yes, normally you're right, but this exists as one collective. We have to do it because the Borg will never change. Right, and, and he says that line at the at the beginning in the conference room. He says, "Until that changes, blah blah blah." So, Hugh becoming an individual and learning individuality is that change that Picard was talking about yeah. in that earlier scene. And this solution here, I think, is, like, the perfect moral solution for Starfleet and for Picard, which is to send this Borg back not with malicious data, or what they feel like is malicious data, but with the sense of individuality that they're not hoping the Collective takes it and dies. They're hoping the Collective takes it, becomes
0: individuals,
1: and stops being
0: like the Borg. For sure. Oh, yeah. No, in terms of the the structure of it, and this being the the general shape of the solution, I think it's genius. Just absolutely genius. I totally agree. I was only saying, it seems like it's not enough of an expectation that it would alter the entire fabric of who the Borg are just by sending him back. It just felt like you might want to lean on it a little bit more, that like we're going to do this technical thing that might... But spread his individuality,
1: you know I wouldn't want to do that if I was writing a series because i'd want to, you mean i want to use the Borg again. I don't want to just dismiss the Borg outright, uh-huh do you know what I mean right like that's why this solution is i think just so perfect from all angles from a writing angle from a Star trek angle, from Picard angle from the ship's angle. But don't they kind of? I know this because I've watched. Uh, hey, a later spoilers, episode. bro! Don't I'm not going to cut more stuff out.
0: All right. Pretend <laughs> you
1: haven't seen anything. All right.
0: You're you're making an argument that I have a response to, but I'll leave it alone. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, okay. No, it All doesn't right. matter. We let's move on. You're right. Oh, no, hang let's on! A little on.
1: spoiler alert for the
0: next minute now. No, 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 no! I want to
1: hear your it's, explanation.
0: It's, okay. Uh, Spoiler alert for the next minute. Um, In the episode where you see the reaction, like, you know, Hugh has a reaction to them, and it's just sort of localized. So they could have done that even with a few more lines of an organic explanation. Meaning
1: we will send him back, but it will only affect a small number of Borg?
0: No, I guess I'm saying... They didn't even have that, that reduction, and they still just chose that that was the effect it had I guess I'm saying why not a line or two that was like we're going to adjust the virus so it's not going to destroy all of them it's but i don't just gonna think do you want
1: thing. you don't want you don't want them you don't want your starfleet at least i don't as a star trek fan i don't want my starfleet sending viruses into cultures you know what you're I mean? you're saying
0: just on a moral basis yes it, it's better to just say we did what we could to help him yes and if it, that hasn't yeah that's fair
1: that's what i that's what i want my star trek to do that's why that's i reasonable. love this solution so much I don't want it to be more of a pointed well if we incorporate this part of his program with the individuality that will cycle into the system I'd rather it be like perhaps he can teach those Borg to fish
5: fair Mm -hmm. spoiler over The knowledge of self being spread throughout the collective in that brief moment might alter them forever leave his memory intact
6: I have a question what if he doesn't want to go back
0: a little buzzkill Beverly
1: Beverly I'm sorry are you in the no chair because it seems like you're always in the no chair
4: (laughs) I'm looking
0: for a a little positivity Livingston (laughs) Livingston little cameo by Livingston
5: Hello, Hugh. Hello, Jordy. Hugh, a Borg rescue vessel is approaching. It'll be here within three hours. We can return you to the crash site, where they will find you, and then take you home. Or, if you wish, you can stay here with us. What I wish is irrelevant.
3: It's not irrelevant, Hugh. It matters to us. No Borg leaves the Collective.
5: If they find I am missing, they will come for me. Well, we'll deal with the repercussions later. We must know what you want. You are many. I am one.
3: What I want is not important. Don't you understand, Hugh? We're giving you a choice. Choice? Yes, a choice. Do you want to go back with the Borg or stay with us?
5: I could stay with you? We could grant you asylum, Hugh.
3: Choose what I want.
0: I gotta look out a window to think about
3: this. I would choose to stay with Geordie.
1: Uh with well, Hugh, I think you got the wrong idea here. Uh I met on the
0: <laughs> ship. I just... I mean, I dig machines, don't get me <laughs> wrong, but... Uh, There's a little too much flesh going on with you. <laughs> um, his face d- is out of focus in this one. You can tell because the parts on his helmet are in focus. But his uh, eyes are out of focus. I think they get even more out of focus in a second.
1: Well, they were, it was set for the uh, turn to the window. Yeah. And then he overstepped his mark, I decided.
0: Bad Dangerous. rack. Bad rack focus. They will follow. Return me to the crash site. There it is. Yeah, then they found it. It is the
1: only way. Hope they lost it again.
3: Hugh. (laughs) Think about this. Are you sure? Yes.
5: ship will enter orbit in one hour we will soon be headed home
1: so we're gonna beam you to the cold place for an hour
5: <laughs> we'll beam him down and then we'll take up a position in the star's chromosphere the interference will hide us from their sensors
6: but we'll wear masks just in case goodbye Hugh it was nice getting to know you
3: goodbye Beverly you saved my life Hugh it's not too late to change your mind
6: Ix day,
7: Geordi
3: I must return
5: Captain, I'd like to go down with them. My experience suggests that they would ignore him, would you agree? The Borg assimilates civilizations, not individuals But Captain,
6: they kidnapped you
5: Because they needed a liaison to communicate with humans They ignored every awaiting we sent to their ship, including yours, Doctor You may accompany him
1: Oh yeah, that's right, I was there uh, and then it the beams down Hang on Let's pull this in
7: Hold us here Status of the Borg ship Solar radiation is rendering our sensors inoperable At last known course and speed The Borg vessel should enter the system in three minutes
3: Well I guess this is it huh? So long you Goodbye, Jordy. I will try to remember you.
1: But I'll probably just remember Captain Picard. <laughs> He's the star of the show.
0: And he plays a dual role. He was also no future. You are just
1: Jordy, son of LaForge. <laughs>
0: I understand why it's this way. This is also a weird decision for, for Picard to make without contacting Starfleet. <laughs> Seems like giant decisions he's making. Well, he's but, the captain uh, of the flagship. He, he
1: sure is. He does the. Sh- he has sheer fucking hubris, that Picard. Oh, but yeah, a little little quick glance from Hugh at the end there. Yeah, although he's not. He looks back out. He go back to the wide shot. Look, it is what it is, Andy. It is. What it is. Uh yeah. Well,
0: that was I Borg, everyone. So good. Um what a what a freaking performance by Jonathan Del Arco in a fucking guest role. And covered in uh so much bullshit. Yeah. And the pre-established well, Borg characters. The... Because he's playing a Borg, but he also has to play all this emotion and like learning underneath. It's really good. And he's only got one eye. one eye. And he got all his stuff and he only got one hand he can act with. And then he's only got all the he's got all those tubes that are in focus, but his face isn't. Not to mention the white makeup, uh, that hides your expressions. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say it's Beverly. Whoa, I never
1: thought that was happening. In my entire Beverly is the life. one
0: that turns he, She's the first one, she's on the right side The whole time, she kind of subtly turns The tide on Geordie. Geordie turns the tide On Guinan, guided towards the tide on uh, Picard
1: What I like so much about it is I'm immediately like Beverly, this is, you're, this is dumb right. Beverly, stop being dumb <laughs> That's right <laughs> And as the episode goes on It's like, no no guys Remember where we are. This is this is Star Trek, and this is this is what we do as as the future of humanity. And uh, I genuinely loved it. And I, 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 you make sense. She's the chain reaction that sets off the entire thing. Oh my god, Beverly Crusher, crushing it! In Rushing season it. five, <laughs> I can't believe we're doing that, but it's happening. All right, uh, who else, else would be? Here we go.
4: Talk, but the podcast isn't over just yet. How many Andy says this episode
0: Uh, it's yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know. You can go first. I don't know. It's just such a good episode from top to bottom. The act is everything I've said. The acting, the the writing, the, the 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 story structure. It's not a fast-paced, action-packed episode, but it's so, um, it's so much forward emotional momentum. It's just like a series of great interactions. Um, so I'm kind of I don't know. I'm kind of going to pull back from a ten, only because I I know some of the tens that I've already given and they were so mind blowing that I'm just I'm just holding back from that. But it really is a near perfect episode. But I'm going to give it a nine point five. Uh, you know, just in in watching it, going through this in the
1: podcast, there's no there's no superfluous superfluous scene in this episode. There is yeah. every scene is there for a reason, and every scene exists to further the overall arc, and that is just fucking. Great television. And uh because of that and the moral and uh I I g I'm I'm going ten, Andy. He's giving it a ten. Ten
3: Andy's look out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it made it really upsetting.
1: <laughs> um all right so that does it for iborg let us look now to the future to next week when we'll be watching i believe the next phase is that correct andy i believe so which is another of my favorite episodes of uh tng uh and and let's pull up the trailer andy and we'll okay. watch together uh do you need me to send you the link, or do you have it?
0: Uh, I can look it up. Oops.
1: Really tapping loudly. He's looking it up. He's looking it up. Andy Secunda is looking it up.
0: Looking up the trailer so we can watch. Here we got it. Okay.
1: Uh, let's hit uh, hit play. Hang on in three. Two. One. Play.
2: On a devastated ship. Enterprise, it's dead shields. Two lives vanish into thin air. Where are they? Leaving only one tragic conclusion. they are dead, Jordy. They're caught in a ghostly limbo.
3: It's like I'm here, but I'm not
2: here. Faced with a threat from beyond the grave. Do not move. Roll. Next time on Star Trek The Next Generation.
1: What a weird way to trailer that episode. Anyway, oh, yeah. it's an Ensign Row episode, Andy's. Happy. Nice row heavy episode. Secunda's <laughs> on board. Secunda's on board. Uh, Andy, it's time for you and I to do our duty to our patrons. Did you get my email?
0: Oh, let me look.
1: I've sent you our wonderful list of names. I'm going to turn no, us smart. around, head us back into the president's uh, circle. Uh-huh.
2: The United Federation of Planets, President
1: All right, here we are, and uh, weirdly, the Hollow DJ has returned, but he's playing Deeply Dippy by Right Said Fred. What a weirdo! <laughs> no.
0: We're going to pick a different one when we run out of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll never run out of deeply dippy. Curve,
0: <laughs> what a
1: Jesus Christ. Song. <laughs> All right, it's time to say hello and a shout-out to everybody. Andy, why don't we trade off every other page? I'll start, shall we? Very good. All right, big old thank you to the following patrons. Amber Schmidt, Anders Peterson, Anthony Dakin, Chris Dibble, Christopher Fonegi, Adrian Bing Clark, Sir Reginald Pennybottom, Derek Atkinson, a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand, Andy Puckett, Aaron, Adam, and J.P., Adam Dodge, Adam Hotz, or Hots, Adam Rogers, Adam Sullins, Adrian Carter, Al Beck, Elena, Alan L., Alex uh, Carico, Alex D. Geslin, Alex Edson, Alex Kubrick, Alexander Perry, Alex Borsier, Amanda Bootwell, Amanda Murphy, and Amy Gibbs.
0: Ooh, I wonder if Alex Kubrick is related to Stanley Kubrick. If you are, please write in. Uh, Lieutenant Amy Giles, Lieutenant Amy Pointer, uh, Andrew Ingram, Andrew McClure, Andrew Michael Barber the First, Andrew Nyswander, uh, Andrew Polkrang, Andrew Witzel, Andrew Womer, Womer, Andrew Wyman, a lot of Andrews. God, God bless you, my my Andrew brothers. <laughs> uh, Anthony Rideout, Anthony Trepicione Trepicione, you've given it to me before, that's so so good. Anthony Wardinger, Asher Mercher, Uh, Mercer Um, Assistant to the regional president Ray Ching Peng Lieutenant Barry Wallace Lieutenant Ben Roach Lieutenant Ben Sautel Lieutenant Beth Clark Big Mother Trucker Matthew Wypert Bob Blair Braden Cadenelli Brandon Davis Thank you to Brandon Callender Thank you to Brett Jarrett Thank you Brett Euler that, thank you, Brett Parsons, you Brian Diemer. Thank you, shine. Lieutenant Brian Harkins, uh, Lieutenant Brian Hellman, Lieutenant Brian McDonald, Brian Miles Pierce. That's all for that page. <laughs> Brian, I'm sorry, I was just so mesmerized by Right Said Fred.
1: Brian Stromitz, Brian Adams, Brian Ray Winkle, CD, CC Sadler, Kately M, Captain Slog, Lieutenant Captain Slog, Carmen De Carolyn Land, Carolyn McNamara. Kashmir Woods, Catface, Catherine Gar- uh, Ga- Gartner, uh, Cedron Law, uh, or Cedron, Chad Fate, Chad Ann Yarborough, Chad Wavell Jimenez Dax, Chris Allen, Chris Casimoro, Chris DQ, Chris Love, Chris Nedgwitz, Chris Yates, Christopher Bateman, Christopher Colbert, Christopher Friend, Christopher Mitz, Christopher P. Gill, Chuck Credo, Chuck Day, Claire Powells, and Claudia.
0: Cody Wappenkamp, Colin McKeon, uh, Colm Hayes, Command Master Chief Robert Garrison, Commodore Ice Bank Mice Elf, uh, Corey Culbert, Lieutenant Commander Cosmo Moore, CPO Ernesto the Chief Castonia, Dak Pate, Dan Billing, Dan Hornberger, Dan Costellic. Uh, Dan. A <laughs> little new kids on there, huh? Uh, Dan McLeod, Dan Stokes, Daniel Fashing, Daniel Perez, Lieutenant Daniel Permit. Thank you to Daniel Stenrod, Thank you to Daniel Tucker. Thank you to Darren Gleaton, Darren DeShong, Daryl the Animal Noy. Thank you, Dave Howe, Lieutenant David, Lieutenant David Joseph Moody, Lieutenant David Kay, Lieutenant David Marquez, Lieutenant David Pinson. uh, With an upside-down E. How do you say the upside-down E, man? You did it right. Uh, David (laughs) Sainan. If you write
1: something phonetically, not only will Andy try to pronounce it phonetically, (laughs) until then, (laughs) say how you
0: did it phonetically in your parenthetical. I love to find out things. David Veenstra. David Veenstra. Denise
1: Kupferschmidt. Schmidt. I love it. Derek Hawkins. Derek Knighton. Derek Westover. In case you're wondering what this is, everyone, this is the number one songs in the UK starting in 1990. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, Dylan Ekmelin. Doug Mai. Dim. Ed Mundy. Edward Andres Acevedo. Edward O'Hare, L. Shufflin, Colorado, Elizabeth Brandt, Elizabeth Simpson, Elizabeth Story, Emily Eldred, Eric B., Eric Rumfeld, Eric Evanover, Eric Carlson, Eric Mon, Aaron N., Everett Burgess, Foreign Gays A Jews. Interesting. Uh, Feldy, Frank the Cat, Fred Coppersmith. Frederick Bellew, Frederick Rombouts, Frederick Roa, Galactic President, Andrew Reeves, Lieutenant, uh, Gareth Case, Gary Martinez, and Jerry Canavan.
0: Gillian Little, Glenn Wakeley, Lieutenant Grant McGuire, Greg Lada. Thank you to Gwyneth Wethelin-Williams. Thank you to Hampus Theander. Uh, thank you to Heather Nelson. Thank you to Lieutenant Hoot and Waddle. Kubert Arutia, Haydn uh, Hiss. Ooh, I wonder if that's Sir Hiss from Robin Hood. Uh, Lieutenant Ian Warner, Lieutenant J.D. Cohen, Lieutenant Jack Cavici, Lieutenant Jacob Gosfield. Thank you to James Baker. There's James Carrier in the corner. There's James Minero. Over there uh, at the bar is James McLaughlin, uh, James Tuttle. Thank you to Jan Leppert. Janella Robbins. Thank you Lieutenant Jason, Lieutenant Jason Brown, Lieutenant Jason Kaiser, Lieutenant Jason Sinclair, Lieutenant J, another Lieutenant J, Lieutenant J from sciencedivision.com, the triple people. Lieutenant J Wheeler, the Lieutenant Jason Werand and Lieutenant Judge 439.
1: <laughs> boy, you are very weird the UK. <laughs> This is Kylie Minogue covering "Tears on My Pillow," number one at some point in the '90s. Crazy,
0: wild. They were they were huge. Grease. They they were obsessed with Grease. The English. Sure, uh, that's the truth. I think I remember going over there and I see I was seeing some very drunk, what I considered college-age people, just singing their hearts out to to the Grease soundtrack.
1: Weird. Uh, Jeff Caramaza, Jeff Jenkins, Jeff Millies, Jeff Mullins, Jeff the Human and Maximus the Dog, Jeffrey Barker, Jeffrey Child, Jennifer Leader, Jeremy Dudley, Jeremy Miller, Jeremy, I'm sorry, Jesse Elliott, Jesse Glassby, Jesse Hendricks, Jesse Tushinsky, Jillian Randles, Jiminy Jillikers, JJ Carter, Joe Furmanek, Joe Moore, Joe Moran, a.k.a. Muscles Ripley, Joe Sullivan, Joel Greenbow, Joey G. Uh, or Joey G., uh, John Brieg, John King, John Lynn, John Turin, John Zates, John G., Jonah Brulette, Jonathan
0: Anderson, Jonathan Bergen, Jonathan Bruno, Jonathan Feller, Jonathan Sowershell, Lieutenant Jonathan Wentz, Lieutenant Jonathan Meisner, Lieutenant Jonathan, sorry, Lieutenant Jordan Bulges, Lieutenant Josh Moore, Lieutenant Joyce Hudson, Lieutenant Juan Morales, Thank you to Judith Haynes Thank you to Julie Phillips Thank you, Julio Thank you, Just There for the Buffet I hope you enjoy it. Just There for the Buffet Lieutenant Kay Brooks Lieutenant Katie Campbell Lieutenant Cam Uraki, uh, or Uraki. Lieutenant Karen Vanoff Lieutenant Cassia uh, Lieutenant Catherine Lieutenant Catherine Novacek uh, Catherine Shimmons Thank you, Kathleen Guzman Thanks to Katie Whitestone Thank you to Katya Willishin uh, thank you to Cave Art on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you to uh, Keith Bodela. Thank you to Kellen Adamson. Thank you to Kelly Co. Thank you to Kelly Newman. Thank you to Kelly Sweeney, Kendra Song, Kenny Meehan. Wow. Carrick Jones, Kevin
1: Brown, Kevin Foley, Kevin32, Kieran O'Sullivan, Kim Vilsack, Kip Corbett, Cody, Stanley... Kristen Scalisi, The Goddess of Carbs, Kyle Thompson, Lady Charlie Whitmore, Lance Daniel Hepper, Lauren Hanson, Laura uh, McCarricker. I did it everybody, Lauren Gleason, The Donkey of Prey, Leon Kassab, Lee Chapman, Linda Dilbeck, Linnea Thunsel, Lisa, Lisa Simpson, Lissy D, Lorraine Denman, Lucas Bishop, Lucas Swain, Luke Barrett. Luke Morgan Rowe, Linda Bray, Mandy Fitzgerald, Marcello Vita, Marcus er- Erlinson, and Marie
0: Capasso. Mark Iseri. Uh, Mark Mitchell. Mark Redenis, Sorry, Mark Reddenius. That's a great name, Mark. Mm. Martin Hedegaard-Peterson. Lieutenant Matt Burke Lieutenant Matt Fader Lieutenant Matt Schaefer Lieutenant Matthew Cutler Lieutenant Matthew Dillon Lieutenant Matthew Dunn Lieutenant Matthew L. Went, Matthew L. Went, Lieutenant Matthew M. Columbus Lieutenant, A lot of Matts, a lot of Andrews mm. following us uh, Lieutenant Matthew Wright Lieutenant Michael Collins Michael John, Michael Rossi, Michael Sade. Shade, Shade? Lieutenant Microwave Beef <laughs> Mike Gaylord, Mike Jones, Lieutenant Commander Mike Mann, Lieutenant Mike Webster, Mikey Melton, Miriam Centeno, Mr. Bundy, Nate Hudson, Nathan Haney, Neil Studd, uh, Nelson Helwig, Nick, Nick G, another Nick G. Uh,
1: Nick Lenchmer, Noah Soudrette. Peter Davidson, Pat E, Patrick, Patrick Hells, Pat, Lieutenant Commander Paul Brisk, the artist of the day, uh, Paul Carly, Paul Magnus Calabro, Paul Rebenwitz, Rebanowitz. yes, Paul Sharp, Peter Ballard, Peter Shearn, Phil Gal- Galaz, oh, hang on, Geyser, I believe, Philip, Philip, Kuh- yeah, I uh, Philip Kultus, Philip Gerst, Power to the Meeple, Lieutenant President Prester Foster, Rachel Dylan Snyder, Raymond, Rebecca Chavita, uh, Ren Hart, Richard Craig, Richard Davis, Richard Jackson, Richard Phillips, Risa Kochuk, Bob, Bob Baptiste, Rob Sabin, Robin Trevino, President of the Interrupted Tales
0: Podcast. And we got over there Robert Denton, Robert Myers, Robert Olson, Roberto, Robin Larson, Ron LeBlanc, Ron Wienstra, Rose Harless, Ross McLeod. Expects Rutger Hauer, but instead gets Rutger Hauer. <laughs> Smart. He's playing on the next name he knows is going to be uh, red. Um. Uh, Ryan, not a doctor. Doom. Um, Ryan Hansen, Ryan Solo. Sam Pass. Sam Birdzis of of's praises. Child. Uh, Sandel Tremel. Lieutenant Sandra M. Lieutenant Sante Mastriana. Uh, Lieutenant Sarah Friedman. Lieutenant Sarah Stefansis, Scott Burnett. Scott Goki. Goki. Uh, l- Lieutenant Scott Randalls. Uh, over there is Scott Lieberman uh, enjoying the, the homemade chips. Scouter Echo of the 5th Kitchener Beavers Colony. Lieutenant Sean is enjoying the uh, fresh sourdough pancakes. Seth J. Bordeaux, Sean Lyons, Simon Harper, Shriekenar, Stephen Herman, Steve, Stephanie Garrity. Uh, Stephanie Simmons, Stephen
1: McKay, uh, McVire. Stephen Price, Stephen White. <laughs> I'm going to go with Stephanie Dyerson. Steve Harcourt, Steve Haas, Steve Thomas, Stephen Coulter, Stephen Small, Stevie Marie Nickel, Delicious. Uh, Takanui, Tanner Wilson, Tara Hunter, T- uh, Teddy Jordan, The Great and Terrible Lizak, The Campbells, The Dude Never Bowls, Theodora. Zetazelo, Zetazelo, hang on, Zetazalo, Zetazalo. That's what I'll say. The real Ry God, the real Ryle Star. Thank you, thesis Mandy speaking. JK is mad to me. Uh, Thomas Nettleton, Thomas Pring, Tim Collins, Tim Siebel. Tim Shields, Timothy Cullen, Tina Rowdio, Tish Wheeler, Todd Meyer, and Tom
0: Durant, Tom Kelsall, Tom Wellner, no relation to RoboCop. Tony, Tony King, Lieutenant Trek Barnes, Lieutenant Trenton Hoyt. Over there is Trevor Kozdrowski, Troy Ray, Tyler Rosewood. Thank you, Tyson Klein. Thank you, Van Phelan what's gonna come up next who knows Uh, what was the previous one what Matt what was the previous song oh that was fucking it was called Ebenezer Goon (laughs) (laughs) Spice Girls that's global I get the Spice Girls Lieutenant Vanilla Thunder Lieutenant Veronica Wisely Um, (laughs) sorry about misspeaking your uh, your hail there Veronica Um, Wabash Kozak Wesley Crushing That Ass Lieutenant Whiskey Ben 77 Who Needs a Girlfriend And Dia Does (laughs) Nice (laughs) Smart Uh, Will Davis, Will Hoseclaw William, William Smith, William Timmon Winston Stauffer Yeeping or yiping um, Zach McCullough And Zach Crumb And that's it Wow so many of you have joined us, and thank you for continuing to
1: support the podcast. You guys are fully appreciated. Let me, let me just uh, lower the UK's interesting music tastes. I don't know if you have uh,
0: a, a treat for them. Did you think to, to come Ebenezer up with a treat? For them?
1: Goon. What the fuck was that? <laughs> it was a weird video, too. Uh, whatever. Let's to check it out. I don't know that uh, did, I've learned anything about myself through this, but
0: did you have a did you have a treat for them? Because I just want to read them uh, uh, with all of our mispronunciations. I wanted to read them uh, a hail from the uh, from the Enterprise hail bag that I thought was amusing. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it was from Eric, Lieutenant Erica Venever. Uh, hang on, Van Aver. hang on. Before you do that,
6: Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Okay,
0: go ahead. <laughs> um, in that episode, I think I read a hail from Erica. <laughs> And I said something in regards to uh, Quantum Leap. I think it was about that uh, she said he should have named his dog uh, A.I., And in my head, I was like, that's weird. Oh my god, Al. (laughs) She said, Andy, LOL, not AI, Al. (laughs) That's in Dean Stockwell's character. what an idiot I am. (laughs) Of course it's Al. Why would Sam Beckett have named his dog AI? I thought it was like, this must be some deep cut technical thing. (laughs) I mean, I was (laughs) in my head that I'd forgotten.
1: (laughs) In my head, I was like, well, Ziggy, isn't Ziggy the AI? (laughs)
0: <laughs> we both missed it and I was like oh, so no, maybe fairness.
1: instead of naming it Ziggy you just I don't know uh, but boy Al would be such a better name for that dog than A.I. okay uh, great uh, what do you think Al? I don't know how we're going to get out of this Al <laughs> oh boy Al Al you're telling me that I have to befriend a Vulcan? <laughs> Uh, That does it, everyone. Thank you again for participating and being awesome and continuing to enjoy the show. Uh, Tune in next week for the next phase. And if you're in the president's circle, we'll see you for Voyager.
0: Everybody stay safe. Uh, Yes, unless you're a Borg. Yeah. Oh, Matt, that's speciesism. (laughs) Oh,
1: I I mean, uh, (laughs) unless you're a Borg with individuality.
0: Matt, you just got to go down and talk to him.
2: Disengage. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voicemail, call 816 Trek TNC. That's 816 873 5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the...